what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special video edition of the DFS Dose Podcast, episode 139. I'm your host, Ben Hover, joined as I always am by Joey Carrion. This episode will be available both as our usual audio podcast on all platforms, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, etc. It will also be available on our YouTube channel as a video if you guys want to take a look at that. Look, on today's show, we're going to be looking at a few of our favorite prop bets for tomorrow's big event, the NFL draft about 24 hours from now, Joey, people are going to be booing Roger Goodell. Uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to be hugging a family member TBD on which one we'll get to that in a moment. And we will be live tweeting every pick from the first round. Joey, how are you feeling? Are you excited for this draft tomorrow? Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I can't, I can't wait to see who the Niners draft at number three. That's mm-hmm. kind of been the big story for the last couple of weeks. I'm excited to see where some of these quarterbacks are going to go, like Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. Um, we had another trade in the NFL today. The Broncos traded for Teddy Bridgewater. So does that take them out of the race for a quarterback in the first round? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see until tomorrow. But it's going to be an interesting draft, probably one of the more interesting ones in recent memory. And I'm very excited. And I'm kind of more excited to talk about these special props. If you want, you can go on our podcast feed at the DFS Dose. We did a part one of this series of draft props, which came out last week. Those were kind of more serious. Uh, This is going to be kind of a lighthearted prop show talking about some some weird props and Trevor Lawrence and who will he hug first and talking about his wife's dress and whatnot. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This was a lot of fun doing this version of the show uh, last year. I think it's worth noting, you mentioned um, who were the 49ers going to take it three. So Daniel Jeremiah, you know, NFL media personality, one of the sharpest mock drafters out there, one of the most connected people in NFL media has for the last consecutive three years dropped his final mock the day before the draft. And he's gotten the first three picks right in every single one for the last three years. So I'm definitely looking forward to checking that out tonight and seeing who he's got the 49ers taking it through. I think that'll be a a big uh, a hint. 100%. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's Mac Jones, but also I've been I've been seeing some tweets from people and it, it could not be Mac Jones either. So the, the Zach Wilson moving down from two is a possibility as well. We've seen the odd shift in that. It's going to be an awesome night tomorrow night, but let's get into some of these draft specials. Look, if you've been following the podcast for a while, you may recall last year about this time, Joey had a premonition on the podcast, a vision, if you will. I mean, Joey, feel free to correct me, you know, if any of this story is inaccurate, but the way that I remember it is that you were having this recurring dream, you know, the entire week leading up to the NFL draft. And it was that Joe Burrow, after being selected by the Bengals with the first overall pick, would turn to his dad and hug him. And I know that sometimes in the dream, you were also there, you were maybe like shirtless getting in on the hug, a little bit of group hug vibes. That's cool too, but that's neither here nor there. The point is that you knew this was coming. You knew who the 101 would hug. Odds were plus 250 for Burrow to hug his dad, hug his pops, and you laid down some action and profited handsomely from that premonition. So what I want to know is if you have that same conviction this year as to who Trevor Lawrence is going to be hugging come draft day tomorrow. Of course. And it's his dad. It has to be his dad. Once again, um, Trevor Lawrence, the odds for him to hug his father right now on Bet Online is plus 225. Bet 100 to win $225. And I think that is the best prop bet on the board. You know, you're just you're just talking about a father and a son here. A father and a son. They they've gone 
through life together. Trevor Lawrence grew up. His dad put him through football, brought him to his practices, coached him probably. Could see that happening. I don't know if that's true or not, you know, but he's been there every step of the way, encouraging him, taking him to extra camps throughout the summer to work on his footwork and in his passing drills. Okay. That's stuff dads do with their sons. And so the mom is kind of out of the equation because they're just like the moral backbone support system. The wife who is currently the favorite, I could see that happening, could see it, but I just got to go with the dad and the son connection makes all of the sense in the world. And honestly, it just comes down to who's standing next to him or who's sitting next to him come the announcement of him being drafted by the Jaguars and who he turns to first. But I think it has to be his pops. That's the only uh, logical explanation. Look, I'm just going to say it. I think I think you're flat out wrong in this instance. <laughs> okay, this is clear cut going to be the wife. I know it's the favorite plus 100. Listen, the thing that you overlooked in your analysis here is that this man is freshly married. I mean, he got married to his new wife, his high school girlfriend previously. You know, they've been they've been dating for a long time and they got married this month on April 10th you know, mm-hmm. 19 days ago from when this draft will be taking place. Now, if you know anything about Trevor Lawrence, he's a big religious guy, a big faith guy. Chances are, and I don't know this to be true, but I think chances are he lost his virginity in April of this year. Okay. <laughs> I think that he saved himself for marriage. And I think that he recently just experienced sex with this woman for the first time in his young life. That glow that doesn't wear off in 19 days. He He's thinking about that every single day. It was the best day of his life, okay? They're still in the honeymoon phase. He's going to be looking over at his wife, you know, potentially erect. I don't know. I don't know his business like that, but I think he's going to be, you know, having a great time, and I think he's going to hug the wife. Um, Clear cut, plus 100, lay some action on it. I, I think I'll throw a couple bucks on it for <laughs> sure because, like you said, the wife is the favorite, and I could definitely see that happening. Um, him hugging his new wife of 19 days. Like it makes all of the sense in the world. But how long has she been around? You know, a couple years, maybe four or five years. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I'm not invested in this guy's relationship, but his dad has been there forever. Okay. Right. He was in his daddy's nutsack. So they already got that connection. You can't beat that fatherly son connection. And honestly, I would even throw some action in on on the mother, too, because mm-hmm. that that's your kid being drafted as the first overall pick. You know, it's a huge moment in Trevor's life. And I think he's just going to want to hug, you know, his parents. I, I think that's kind of like first instinct is to hug your parents. And it would be first instinct if I was a parent to hug my kid first before they hug their significant other. Obviously, I'm not a parent, so you know, take that with a grain of salt. I don't know, man. I just don't see how he doesn't hug one of his parents first. Imagine, it, imagine the scenario. Say that, I, I mean, I don't know what like your biggest goal in life is, but say you achieve it. All right. And say that you're on a public stream as you're achieving it. You know, maybe you're getting hired to uh, like DraftKings to be like the head DFS analyst on live on stream. You got your whole family there. Who are you hugging first, your mom or your girl? <laughs> I don't know, bro. I can't answer that. I can't answer that. So, so maybe, uh, so maybe everything I'm saying is invalid right now. I can't answer that. Yeah, I can't answer that. All right. All right. So let's move on to some of these other props. And we have a couple more Trevor Lawrence ones that I think are pretty interesting. Uh, namely, will Trevor Lawrence be wearing a tie? What, what do you think about this one? We've got yes at minus 105 and no at minus 135. Yeah. So not great odds on either. So no is the favorite. Yes is the underdog, although uh, you are laying a little, little bit of juice there at minus 105. Uh, my lean, I, I think, would be no. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he's a guy that isn't going to wear a suit and tie if he's at his house. I could see him wearing like a like a nice windbreaker Clemson jacket mm-hmm. or like a windbreaker uh, Jags jacket or even like a Jags jersey with like a number one on it or whatever. And, and Lawrence, I think, I think he's one of those just football guys. He's not going to dress up in a suit at his house, not going to wear a tie. So my lean is no, um, that is the favorite minus minus one thirty five. That's not bad odds though, by any means. So give me, yeah. give me no on that. And I'll probably lay some money on that too. Yep. I, I agree with that. No, is definitely the sharp money. I mean, have you seen this kid's haircut? He's, he's not wearing a tie. Facts, facts. All right. Our our final Trevor Lawrence prop is, do you think that he's going to cry? You know, are tears going to be falling down his eyes when Roger announces his name 101? (laughs) So Noah is a big favorite here. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yes is plus 550. So if you have some conviction on this prop bet, you can win some good money. And if you know Trevor personally, I would probably be, I would probably hammer this on whatever side. If you know him personally, I don't. I mean, if you know him personally, I'm calling him and be like, bro, please cry. Yeah. Just a couple yeah. tears. <laughs> yeah. Facts. There, there could be a lot of shady stuff uh, that goes down on draft night, especially with these props. And I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if he shed a tear or two, but will I, do I think that will happen? Probably not. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen somebody that got drafted cry. I'm sure it's happened, but yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't recall it off the top of my head. I don't, I don't know if Trevor's going to cry, you know, how, how emotionally invested is he in something that he has known is going to happen for months? Like, it's yeah. not like he's like, wait, I'm the one one. like, no <laughs> dog. Like we've known this for like two years now. Like it's all good. <laughs> I, it's not going to be a big shocking moment for him. Um, yeah. La- last, uh, last prop in this realm, sort of in the, in the Trevor realm is, you know, what will the primary color of Marissa Maori, his wife's dress be? We have four options available to us. Green teal is the favorite plus 125 orange plus 150 gold plus 275 and black at plus 425. I'll be honest, Joey, I'm just going to toss this to you. I don't really have any takes. Uh, I'm extremely colorblind. I tried to do some research, look up her Instagram, see what her favorite colors are. Couldn't tell a thing. So I'm out on this one. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I haven't looked at her Instagram, but that would probably be the sharp thing to do is just go take a peek at her IG and see what, see what her favorite colors are. But in this instance, um, I I think I think I would lean black here at plus 425. Just take the best odds available. Girls love to wear black. I see that all the time. I think black. Yeah, man. Black black is universally a great color. Yeah. Universally a great option for clothing. And I think that is the most popular clothing is black clothing, to be honest. Well, besides white. And so with with that, I would take black at plus 425 uh, is what it is right now on bet online. And then my second lean would probably be gold plus 275. I can't see orange happening. Like who who wears orange? Like I, I think it's a I think it's a Clemson thing. No. Oh, true. She went to Clemson. Yeah. Uh, OK, no, I, I could get on board. I can get on board with orange. Um, I didn't that didn't even cross my mind. So orange would be my second lean, but black first orange second um green slash teal nah gold nah yeah i think that's pretty good analysis i'm thinking it's probably either black gold or orange and i would just go with the you know the odds there go black i mean you know can't lose with wearing a black dress it matches everything you know come on now now what if she doesn't wear a dress 
know, what if she's wearing like a Clemson hoodie or, or something like that? Then I think the bet would just be refunded. Nullified. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Before we get in to some of these trade props and, and they're definitely interesting, we got one more really weird one and it's, you know, will teams draft spot be moved back due to missing a pick? Now we talked about this same prop last year and I thought that it was actually a pretty good chance because last year, you know, April, we were about a month into quarantine. We were a month into everybody figuring out how to use Zoom correctly and all these, you know, all these stories about how teams had, you know, IT experts in their house had a whole team of people ready to make sure stuff didn't happen. And I think that, you know, the perspective we had was like, it was pretty likely, right? Like these are a bunch of old men who don't know what they're doing with technology. And, you know, I thought it was pretty plausible that somebody would miss a pick. It didn't happen. And after a year of being able to iron out the process, I mean, I think the clear smart money here would be no. And that is, you know, ironed out by the odds. No is minus 2,500. Yes, it's plus 800. No is definitely the the correct bet here at minus 2,500. Obviously, that's a huge, huge favorite. But will I bet it? Probably not because I'm not betting something that's minus 2,500. And just a fun fact for everybody listening, the last time a team missed their pick was in 2011. So 10 years ago. So it's possible. It has happened before in the last decade. Will it probably happen this year? No, but it could. It could. And that's what you're hoping for when you're just betting a long shot bet like this. And yes, is plus 800. So you know, if you have a hundred dollars to blow and you want you want a little sweat, bet a hundred dollars on a team missing their pick. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into some of these top ten potential uh, picks and, and whether or not these teams are going to trade them. Now, this one is really interesting to me, and it's will Jimmy Garoppolo be traded during round one? The favorite is no minus four hundred. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, yes, you're getting plus 250 on that. Now, I, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of our listeners slash viewers caught this, but if you didn't, one of hands down the all-time greatest quotes by an NFL head coach happened earlier this week when a reporter asked Kyle Shanahan, you know, is Jimmy G going to be on the roster this Sunday? I think he said. And, and and Kyle Shanahan's response was, I can't guarantee that anybody will be alive on Sunday. Now, that is hands down one of the most hilarious things I've ever heard. I mean, if I'm Jimmy G, I'm hurt about that. But do you think Jimmy G was able in any way to appreciate just how funny that quote was? Or did he just get sent straight into his feelings? Because, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty savage by by uh, Kyle Shanahan there. No, I think Jimmy G's a cool guy. Um, I, I think he just has that demeanor about him where he doesn't take himself too serious. He's not going to take that remark too serious. He's not going to take it to heart. I mean, this is a guy that dates porn stars, you know, so mm-hmm. you can't be sensitive if you're out here dating porn stars. Uh, so I, I don't I don't think Jimmy G is the type of guy to get butt hurt over. Eh, it wasn't a joke. Well, it was kind of a joke, but it really wasn't because he was, he was just <laughs> angry that whole press conference. But just in terms of the prop and will he be traded? Honestly, I'd lean yes. Plus 250. Really? Um, Just from all of the news that we've consumed over the last month or so with the Niners saying that he's the starter and, and now that they're looking for the starter and essentially whoever they draft at number three is going to be the starting quarterback. I don't see why they would keep him on the roster other than the fact that teams just might not want to take on his cap hit. But if you're betting these props sharply and you know you're trying to make money, I think betting yes at plus two fifty is the right side. I could see them potentially trading Jimmy Garoppolo for like a third round pick when it's all said and done. So yeah. I would I would lean yes, 
Obviously, no is is a big favorite here. Minus 400. Don't think it's really worth it, especially for a quarterback that most likely, and I know we agree on this, won't be on the 49ers come September. Yeah, no, we definitely agree on that. Where I have a problem with this prop is that it only counts if he's traded on Thursday and Jimmy G's uh, return value is not going to be a first round pick. So, you know, if he gets traded on day two for a second or a third or, you know, even even later, um, you know, on Saturday, you're not winning this bet. So you're, you'd uh, be right, but you're not winning the bet. Yeah, correct, that's a good correct. point. So that that's where I would lean no, and I don't think the odds are good enough to go no at minus 400. So I'm probably just going to stay away from this one. Like I said, I agree. I don't think Jimmy G is going to be on the roster come September, but is he going to get traded tomorrow on Thursday? I don't know yeah. if I see that. Yeah. Um, no, that makes sense. Let's talk about another one uh, regarding a specific player. Now, this wasn't even really remotely on my radar until I looked at this. But Allen Robinson being traded during round one is a prop. Now, no, again, heavy favorite at minus 450. At yes, you're getting plus 275. And the fact that it's only plus 275, you know, makes me believe that this is, you know, something that's within the realm of possibility. I know that Allen Robinson was disgruntled earlier in the offseason, I guess, you know, post the finish of last year. So, I mean, maybe this is something that's, you know, on the radar of the Sharps. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean it could definitely be on the radar of sharp people out there, but I just don't see it happening, especially with the wide receiving core that they have right now. Um, I mean, they'll probably use their first round pick on a wide receiver, probably like Rashad Bateman or Tony, unless they want to get frisky and trade up for a quarterback if one falls. Um, But other than that, like they have Anthony Miller, who is hated by the coach and the GM, Um, And then they have Darnell Mooney, who's going to be a sophomore wide receiver, and he's kind of a big play threat, but he's not an alpha wide receiver one like Allen Robinson is. So I don't think they can trade him. No is minus 450 here. Probably going to stay away from it. Just like that Jimmy Garoppolo prop we just talked about. Yes, plus 275. So pretty decent odds. Maybe it happens. I mean, it's on this sports book for a reason. Yeah, there's only two players listed here and and it's a Rob and Jimmy G. So, you know, this didn't come out of nowhere. Um, I'm trying to think of like, who, who would he go to? Like maybe the dolphins trade back, you know, I mean, they're, they're reportedly like thinking, you know, Jamar chase. So maybe, you know, the bears want to get a quarterback. They've only got Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. So, I mean, it makes sense. They could jump the lions Broncos and Panthers by going up to six and and then, you know, Miami gets the elite wide receiver one that they would and probably gets some significant draft capital in return. So that's possible. And the Dolphins have been a team that have actively acquired picks and through tradebacks, you know, going back to Mm -hmm. the time that this new, uh, you know, coaching staff and, and GM came to Miami. So I think that that's a possible landing spot for him, but I think more realistically, and you, and you hinted at it is that Anthony Miller gets traded, right? Those have been rumors for a long time. We know that Nagy isn't a big Anthony Miller guy, and I just don't see why you would get rid of Allen Robinson. He's an elite player in, in his prime. So yeah, wouldn't make too much sense, uh, for them to get rid of a Rob, but if they can't come to terms on a long, on a long-term deal, which it seems like they won't be able to, and he's going to be out of Chicago next year, pretty likely. Um, if you can get 
a first round pick and and move up to get a quarterback, then I could see it happening, like you mentioned. And the Dolphins, um, that is a pretty realistic landing spot. I didn't really think about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it would give them what they want out of Jamar Chase guaranteed, you know, probably less of a learning curve and, you know, they, they would stack some picks later in the first. So I I think it's possible. Um, Let's talk about a couple of these other ones. Now we have some team specific uh, trading props. Like for example, will the Falcons trade the number four overall pick? Yes. Is where the good money is at plus 170. No is the favorite at minus 250. I, I actually like yes quite a bit here. I mean, we recently heard that Kyle Pitts no longer believes that he's going to be selected by the Falcons and that he thinks it's going to be four quarterbacks off the board. You know, Kyle Pitts, somebody who has legit, you know, top five draft capital, or at least the potential to go in the top five guaranteed to go in the top 10. I think he's in the know, right? Like, I think he has a sense of what these teams are going to do. These teams are obviously talking with these players this entire week. So, you know, if he says that he thinks it's going to be four quarterbacks, I think that's pretty likely. Are the Falcons in range for a quarterback? They could be. You know, it's about time that they're looking for Matt Ryan's successor, but I think more realistically, they do trade the pick to, you know, a team like the Broncos, who I don't think is out of it just because they added Teddy. I don't think the Panthers are out of it because they acquired Sam Darnold, I should say. And there are several other teams that are interested in trading above those handful of teams that are quarterback needy, for example, the Washington football team, the Patriots. So I I think that they'd actually do trade that pick. Yeah, I I would lean yes here too. I mean, you're getting good odds on it. Plus 170, definitely going to lay some money on that and there was a report today uh that said anything's on the table for them whether that be drafting a quarterback drafting pits or trading out so with this specific prop for the falcons and the number four overall pick i would lean yes as well for all of the reasons that you stated and i think a quarterback needy team like the teams you mentioned will probably be on the Falcons phone on Thursday, <laughs> seeing, seeing what it will take to get up to number four. And we also know that Julio Jones is reportedly on the trade market. I mean, that doesn't come out draft week for no reason. Yeah. There's going to be, there's going to be some uh, blockbuster trades, I think for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so I was on drafters earlier and someone in the chat was like blockbuster trade. I'm like, no shit. What, what just happened? Is Teddy Bridgewater the Broncos? Bro, that's not a blockbuster. That's, <laughs> that's a that, scrub that, trade. <laughs> that, that's a blockbuster, like you know, like the '90s store blockbuster. That's about <laughs> as excited as I am about that. All right, what do you think about the Lions uh, trading the number seven overall pick? No, is again the favorite minus one seventy five, and you're getting one plus one thirty five for yes. Detroit Lions, my favorite team. I don't know. I th- I think I would lean yes here too, and I, I think I'm going to lean yes for all of these team specific trade backs because it just makes a lot of sense for the lions to trade their pick to accumulate more picks especially when they have so many positions that they need uh to get better at so i i think it makes sense for the lions to accumulate capital um, from a team like the Patriots or Washington or Chicago, and they they move back like eight, nine, ten picks, however many picks, and you know they pick up an extra first rounder. Um, I mentioned it either on a, on a stream or on a podcast where you know they're not a quarterback away. They're they're not a quarterback away from competing. Like yes, if Trey Lance or Justin Fields falls to seven, I think it's a good pick if they stay and pick him. But I also think that accumulating more capital to have more shots on players to help your team could be very beneficial in the long term. For this, I lean yes at plus 135, so decent odds. But I I could easily see them staying 
uh, at number seven and taking a quarterback if one falls. Yeah, I mean, my lean here is that they do trade it. Um, I mean, I, I feel like they should trade it, but you know, who knows? The Lions often do the wrong thing. Um, <laughs> but but like you said, I mean, this team needs players at every single position. I mean, maybe you could say running back is good with Swift. You could say tight end is fine with Hawkinson, but what other positions are are they secure in? Like literally yeah, none. none. They need they need players on both sides of the ball at basically every part of the field. So I mean, I think the smart thing would be to trade it, which maybe means that no is the sharp money for for Detroit Lions center prop. Um, we have some odds for the following pick, pick number eight. Do you think the Panthers trade? No is minus 200. Yes is plus 150. Like I just mentioned, I would probably lean yes to this one as well. I mean, one of these three teams is going to trade their pick. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know which one, but I think at least one, maybe two will trade their picks. Um, I could see the Panthers trading this pick uh yes is plus 150 no is minus 200 so you're getting pretty good odds on yes as well and then you know just the theme with this draft is that there's teams behind the panthers and the lions that need quarterbacks and while you know the lions need a quarterback we just talked about that and while the panthers might you know take a shot on trey lance or justin fields if they fall they did just send a second and a fourth round pick for Sam Darnold. So I think the Panthers priority could be surrounding Sam Darnold with some talent. So I could see them staying at that pick and and drafting um, like a tackle or an offensive guard with that pick. But I think that the teams in the, in the teens will move up to the top 10 to get their guys um, specifically quarterbacks. So I lean yes for all three of these prop bets. When we look at the three teams that we just talked about, Falcons, Lions, Panthers, I think Panthers are the least likely to trade because I think that they are the most confident in Sam Darnold. Now, you know, whether that's yeah. right or wrong, you know, it's just the way the team views it, right? I think that they're confident going in with Sam Darnold as the yes. starter. And I think that they could get lucky because say that the first four picks are quarterbacks, right? Sewell's mm-hmm. probably going to be in the top five. There may be another quarterback going at seven or, or something like that. Jamar Chase goes at six and then a quarterback goes at seven. I mean, they could luck into getting Kyle Pitts at eight. You know, they, they yeah. could land the top defensive player in the draft if the draft plays out the way a lot of people are expecting. And it's just all offense in the top 10. So, you know, I, I could definitely see the Panthers holding at eight and lucking into some elite draft value with a player that falls due to positional scarcity. So I think they're the least likely, but I could also, again, definitely see it happening. I think that, you know, the moral of what we've been talking about is that if you look at one of these other props, total round one trades within the top 10 picks, the over under is at one and a half and you're actually getting plus money at over one and a half plus 150. That might be my favorite bet we've talked about. I mean, all you need is two trades in the top 10. I think that's damn near a stone log. Yeah, I agree. Plus 150 is great odds for this bet. Uh, Like you said, we only need two trades. There's some rumors of some other teams that might want to move up. So there are just so many teams that will potentially move up uh, come the draft. And I, I think we do see two or more teams trade up to get their quarterbacks or, you know, whomever is on their draft board. I think that is a very good bet. And I will definitely be betting that 1 million percent. That's, that's all we've got, right? That's, that's the draft props. Uh, well, uh, yeah. One more, the total amount got? of trades in round one, mm-hmm. we have over four and a half first round trades at minus minus one fifty five under four and a half at plus 115. Um, I think if we think there's going to be over two trades in the top 10, that over four and a half 
seems likely mm-hmm. at minus 155. So I think I would lean there. I'm just not uh, too familiar on teams that might trade in, in the 20s um, in, in the later part of the first round. So I don't know about that, but I, I think if we're expecting quite a few trades into the top 10, I, I think over four and a half is the sharp bet here, even at minus 155. Yeah, I think I'd be more likely to just put more money on the over one and a half for the first round yeah. trades because oh, I feel like yeah, that's, that's more solid than I would to take the minus 155, even though that is probably, I mean, it's the favorite. So I, I feel like it's likely. And we've recently heard reports like, you know, the Bills might try and jump a couple teams to get, uh, you know, a running back. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's always trades in the back end of the first round, you know, whether it's just moving up one or two spots, you know, someone coming into the back end of the first to get that five-year quarterback deal if they want to get like Trask or something like that. But, you know, I don't know. I think it, I think it's definitely likely. I think it's the deserved favorite. But if I'm if I'm choosing between those two, I'm definitely going to go with the plus 150, uh, you know, for for two trades occurring in the top 10. I just, I, that seems like such free money to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you, so. All right, but that is going to be it for episode 138 of the DFS Dose podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. I am at Ben Hover. Joey's at Joey Carrion DFS. New episodes of the podcast drop every Thursday on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, and every other podcast platform on the internet. We will be back on Monday, May 3rd, with a special edition of the podcast where we go over the reactions to where all of these players land in the NFL draft all three rounds. So make sure you check that out. We do live streams every Monday on the YouTube channel. If you're listening out there, we appreciate you. We value you. Until next time, let's stay accountable and keep it authentic. Bye.